Hi friends, I'm Caitlin Lindman, joined by my co-host. I'm Rachel Gillespie, and we're so excited that you're here. Because God has welcomed us into his family, we get to welcome others in too. We're passionate about celebration, creativity, and unsolicited hot takes. Welcome home and welcome in. Happy March! Woo! Happy spring, almost spring. Yay! Here in Michigan, we're on the way out of winter. <laughs> Welcome to the Welcome In Podcast with me and Caitlin. <laughs> Amazing. So I'm just eating some toast, but I will not be eating the toast during the episode because I realized that that is disrespectful to be crunching in people's ears. But I would it's like true. to tell you about this brand new concoction that I've created. So All right. here you will see oh, slash here. So yes, it's a visual because Caitlin and I can see each other. But note for the audio. That's what all my cool podcasting people say. Note for the audio. <laughs> it is a piece of toast with avocado. So that's not like that amazing. Avocado toast with plantain chips on top. How did I come to this? I do not know. But it's like... The texture, like soft avocado and then crunchy, salty plantain chips. Mm. Kind of like, you know Mm -hmm. how people do potato chips in like lunch meat sandwiches sometimes? Yeah. Like for the brilliant crunch. Yes. So I would say that it's actually really good and weird, but it's like not, it's kind of pretty and okay. That's all. One out of 10. Where is it rating? Um, Well, what's 10? 10 is like, this is amazing. I've never tasted something better in my life. Oh, wow. One is, this is trash and deserves to be in the garbage. Okay. I would say six. Okay. So like, it's good, but like there's there's a lot of food in my life that's higher than this. So anyway, what kind of toast did you have for lunch, Kate? Oh, amazing. Yes. I also had toast. So I was going to have avocado toast, um, but my avocados were not ripe. So I had a bit of crunchy avocado on the side, which I cannot recommend. Oh my gosh. Like crunchy peanut butter, but crunchy avocado? Ew. But crunchy avocado, yeah. Um, So then I sauteed up some broccolini, which is delicious, and kale. And I made this salad dressing the other day, and I sprinkled some of that on top. So all of that to say, I mean, I put tuna on top of that. I ate it with my toast, but my toast was mainly dry bread. That uh-huh. was toasted. Yes. Yep. So that's okay. Not as exciting as your avocado plantain toast. Thank you so much. Actually, I think that we could have a separate podcast just for toast, where people give submissions on what kind of toast they've <laughs> tried, what kind they haven't. Oh, like controversial types of toast, like not controversial, but you know how people will do like really weird combinations, like I yeah, don't know, like yeah. mustard and like peanut butter or something weird, or like jelly and barbecue sauce like okay I don't do any of those things but I've heard of them actually jelly and barbecue sauce can be really good on like meat oh yeah yeah like meatballs you know how sometimes people do like like the little tiny Mm -hmm. appetizer meatballs sometimes they'll do like the a little bit of jelly in them Uh uh-huh yeah it's really good that like sweet and savory it works well oh okay but I like this we could turn into a travel podcast I know around the world (gasps) Yes! Wow. I, I, Next adventure. Yeah, I started diving into a new podcast all about snacks, which obviously this is yes, the only oh podcast gosh. that anyone could ever need. Wait, snack time with Jamie Fallon? I know it. Ah, yes, yeah. No way. Part of the That Sounds Fun Network? Yes, yes. because uh, that's where Amazing. I live over there. And then I was like, oh, snack podcast? Caitlin and I could do this. Maybe this is what Caitlin and I are doing. <laughs> this is maybe our colleague. Like, 
snacks plus other things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I was just thinking about this the other day too. Wouldn't it be amazing if we got picked up by the That Sounds Fun <gasps> Network? Oh my god! Like, gosh. what a dream. <gasps> Annie, if you couldn't hear us, here's the thing. I am one. De- I have one degree of separation from Annie Downs because I took a class with someone who works with her. So I'm just trying to say I asked him to tell her about me as many times as possible. And I think he did, but I nothing ever came of it. So this could work. It could work. It could be great. Ah! It could be so good. But so maybe just like Annie, if you're out there, please keep pestering this poor person. Okay, but we need to have like a niche. Like we are we are brilliant, True. smart minded individuals. We need to think of something that the That Sounds Fun Network doesn't have. True. Well, Okay, this might be a bad comparison, but okay. here's what I was like envisioning our podcast kind of lives in. Have you listened to anything from the Barstool Sports Network? So a lot of theirs are like just people chatting. Yeah. Uh-huh. Which I feel like is what ours is, mm-hmm. but it's like the clean version of that. And that yes. could live on the That Sounds Fun Network. So like the niche is like two friends chatting, which we talk yes. about everything, which I feel like in itself is not a niche, but is because it's just two people who are semi-informed about a lot of things, but right. also not experts in, in much. pretty much anything. Yep. Let's, mm-hmm. We're not experts. We're too right. young to be experts, really. Right. Um, mm-hmm. But, but we every are episode's, talk about it. And every episode's different. Like, exactly. No one so knows what the podcast, like this podcast part. is about. No one knows. Like one of my nice. friends just asked me, I told her, I'm like, hey, gotta go. I'm off to, off to record a podcast or off to record my podcast. And she's like, oh, what's it about? And I was like, uh-huh. So it's about a lot of we'll things. <laughs> we'll report back and lots of celebration, lots of food, um, lots yeah. of things that we're learning, things that sound fun, things that we're trying, epiphanies, pop tarts. Are we they run ravioli? The gamut of things. I know. Did we ever get to a conclusion on that? I feel like it just hung well, out there. I think that a lot of people pushed back and said that ravioli has to be exclusively that, like a shell of pasta. Which would then mm. disclude the dough podcast. True. Okay, here's my question though, as a follow up to mm. that idea. Mm-hmm. Could you do sweet ravioli? Because typically ravioli yeah. is savory, but sweet pasta. Or pasta is just like a dough. Like you could have a sweet dumpling, you know? Uh huh, uh huh. Like, so maybe that's oh, where you can Look live. at this. Like I just found a recipe. Ravioli. Okay. I found a recipe for, for sweet ravioli? Italian sweet ricotta ravioli, and let me just read huh. to you the ingredients. I feel like it could work because any sweet like pasta or dough, almost like this is not the exact same thing, but almost like a crepe, how mm-hmm. a crepe can mm-hmm. go savory or sweet. Either okay. way. Yeah. I feel like any kind of bread-based substance can go savory uh-huh, or sweet. Uh-huh. Okay, so all you need is eggs, sugar, vegetable oil, butter, milk, lemon juice, and zest, flour, and then the filling is made of ricotta, sugar, okay, lemon, just the zest, liquor, rum, <laughs> or the grand grand marier. Uh huh. It's French. Marinette, it's got to be French, so I knew I could pronounce it. Cinnamon, semi-sweet <laughs> chocolate chips, egg yolk, milk for brushing the top, and imagine. Kind of like the shape of like an empanada or like a like a uh-huh. like a small little crescent, and the sides are pinched, um, like like with a like, fork. Oh, amazing! I'm showing her a visual. Wow. Can you describe that better than I can? 
I think you did well. It looks like an empanada. Okay, good. But it's minier. Ooh, this one looks good. Uh, Yum. I think we are becoming. Okay. What about a sweet <laughs> pizza roll? Like a pizza yes. roll that has like okay. s- like chocolate chips in it or something. Yes. Did you ever go to a place called CC's Pizza or have you ever um, heard of a place called that? I I have heard of it and that is because my someone that I care about in my life it's uh-huh. their guilty pleasure. But guess what? I have only been there once, but I don't think there was any right near my house when I grew up. Okay. Well, it is a treasure among other LOL. establishments. However, it's like, it's not that, it's not that great, but it I, is delicious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The cinnamon mm-hmm. pizza is what I'm envisioning right now. They yes. The yes. best cinnamon pizza. Yes. But make that into a pizza roll. Oh. Like a toaster strudel. Right. Cinnamon roll. Right. Right. And it has like, because pizza dough is a little bit saltier. Uh-huh. Oh. Because the wow. crunch. I'm really dreaming about this The now. crunch, I think, kind of like, uh-huh. like. Not quite churro, but like that's why a pizza roll works is because you have the mm-hmm. inside, but you still have like the texture differentiation. Like which you need that dough that's like that's why yeah. I put plantain chips on my avocado toast because I wow. need the crunch. Full circle, ladies and gentlemen. Wow. Woohoo! There. <laughs> All right, nine minutes wow. of snack talk. Kate, what's new with you? Anything else that we should cover in this podcast? Oh well, I was down in Austin this <gasps> past month. Yes! So I saw my good me. friend Rachel, who's also here. <laughs> Yay! It was so fun. We got to see the sunshine in the middle of February, mm-hmm. which, if that's not a blessing, I don't know what is. <laughs> Wait, quick question. How many days yeah. of clouds does Michigan experience Seven annually? Months. Seven mm-hmm. months. Wow. Why do How I know did you this? calculate that? Did you do, the, did you yeah. do your own math? I'm so glad you asked. Of course I did. Because when I get on a roll and I want to know something, the first thing I do <laughs> is go to Google. And of course, yes, Google ma'am. is always right. Wikipedia is always not lying to you. Amen. Wikipedia so, is like a bunch of experts writing stuff down. Yeah. So. Trusted resource. Mm-hmm. I actually think it's more validated now than it was when we were children. I agree. Like, I think growing up, people could people edit like, it. And now cite, I think there's like some yeah. regulations. People were like, if you cite Wikipedia, you're wrong. And now it's like, there's so many collaborators on it that it does seem like it's a little more peer-reviewed in the like non-academic sense. Yeah. Anyway. Wait, why are we on I've Wikipedia? never gone on an editor. Oh, 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 oh. Because. Because oh, I was thing. <laughs> yes. That's really my go-to. Uh-huh. I will Google. I will Google everything. Um, yes. But yeah, I don't know what inspired me other than I was just like, it's really cloudy. I wonder. Man, it's cloudy a lot. How many <laughs> days of clouds do we have? Okay. And turns out. Not oh, great. Sorry, I keep going. Yeah. Um, go ahead. Challenge to our listeners far and wide, which we know there are hundreds, maybe even thousands of you out there. Um, your challenge is to research how many days or months, translated into months, of cloud coverage does your city have. Please report back yes. to us. And then leave a comment on our Instagram with the number of days. Oh my gosh, yes. Of cloud coverage. And you tell us where we need to move to that has less days of clouds than where I'm living. Yep. This is like, this episode could be called Clouds and Toast. <laughs> it's perfect. <laughs> That'll be the name. It's perfect. But okay, I yes, Austin, so fun having all the pals back together. It's like yes. basically an excuse for a good celebration and an annual mm-hmm. reunion. We ate Which is what we all so need. So much good food. Speaking of food. Oh, uh, what is the thing what is the food that like you keep going back to? Like that you keep thinking about that you're like, oh, if I could have that for dinner tonight, mm, chef's kiss. From Austin specifically uh-huh. or just in general? From the trip. Oh, from Austin. 
Oh, oh, there was so much good food. So let me break this into two parts because yes. I'm yes. indecisive. Coffee and food? <laughs> no, but coffee could be a separate conversation. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love coffee. The tacos that we had at that one taco uh-huh. place, taco you know what joint. I'm talking about? It was like a breakfast taco. Mm-hmm. Oh, Taco joint is eat, freaking where it's at. I could eat that every day. It was so good. Uh-huh. And the sauces they give you. Uh-huh. Wow. And really kind servers. Really kind I know. People. And we went like 10 minutes before it closed. People. We were like, we have to leave now because this is so important oh. that we get to Taco Joint. It was so good. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. that. But then also that place we went 1618. Is that the name uh-huh. of it? Uh-huh. Asian Fusion. It was like mm. Asian Fusion. Oh, that was so good. That was and we, like, so at least good. The people I was eating with, we shared different platters. Yeah. What did you guys get? And what a dream. Some sort of like pineapple rice i think it kind of oh, pineapple so it came in that was fun so cool oh yeah my coconut shrimp rice came in a coconut like who's right? sitting out there wow. hauling out doing coconuts good not me i don't know <laughs> yeah i was thinking but they that. are like the coconuts and the pineapples those are not easy fruits to cut no Mm-mm. and not cut in the way that they cut them anyway that was delicious and then we had um curry i think it was yeah. a red curry or a yellow curry so good. good and then the dessert the dessert oh was also gosh. amazing. I was, I had low, I have low expectations for restaurant desserts that are complimentary on your birthday because I'm like, yeah. what is this weird dried out cake? But no, ma'am, it was, it was like tiramisu was cheesecake? So question mark? What was it? Yeah, it was some sort of like jam filling. I don't know. I mm. was just like, whatever mm-hmm. you've done, you've done it well. So I commend you. 10 out of 10 for mm-hmm. that place. Mm-hmm. But both of those places, like I think both ends of the spectrum, that's like a high low, high low meal there. Amen. So good. Okay. Ugh. okay. And then we had so much coffee and we stayed at, we okay, really the cute Airbnb. That was so boho. Mm. The swing. There was the like swing. a swing in the living room next to a fireplace. Who yeah. does that? So like a, cute. Not like an outside swing, like a lounge no. swing that hangs. Like from... a macrame swing. Macrame. Good word. I wonder what the origin Thank of you. macrame is. I'm going to Google it. Origin of macrame. Looks like I, that's the best way I could describe it. So I have no idea what it's actually called. It's not tying origins can be traced back to 13th century Arabic decorative weavers who used the knots to secure loose ends of woven textiles hmm. like towels and shawls. Many believe the term hmm. macrame comes from the Arabic right. word, I don't know how to say it, which means fringe. Okay. Wow. All right. The things I've learned just on this podcast. Amen. What a time. Amen. Um, okay. Well, now that we've covered a bunch of fun things, uh, hopefully this sparks some joy into your life. Um, we're in a new month. Here we are in March. We are. When you listen to this, it will still be March, probably the beginning of March. And it, it will be. Today's um, the first day of Lent. Today's the first day of Lent. Yeah. Ash Wednesday. And I learned a whole lot about Fat Tuesday, Shrive Tuesday. <laughs> Uh, Mardi Gras. Was it more than you wanted to know about? It was Pat more Tuesday? than I wanted to know. Don't Google it. If you go onto Wikipedia, you get into this rabbit hole. Although king cake, that's like a Mardi Gras tradition. Delicious. With like a little baby inside of it. Jesus, because mm-hmm. Jesus is the king? Question mark. Well, I know that Jesus is the king, but I guess that's how the <laughs> tradition came. But yeah, there was yeah. no king in ours because I think it's a choking hazard, and so people didn't want the liability of getting sued. Yeah, I know some grocery stores will give you, like, a baby. In a bag. In, like, a plastic bag. It looks like a pill bag. Yeah, it's really weird. Mm -hmm. Um, Then you can shove the baby in the cake. Yep. The whole thing. Uh Uh-huh. I don't know how that tradition got started. Didn't it used to be, like, a bean at one point, too? Oh, I'm sure. There's also, like, a Hispanic tradition that also involves, like, a king cake. And it's, like, connected to Passover. 
I guess. And whoever okay. finds the baby in the cake has to make tamales for the next holiday for everyone. Which, great. Wow. Like a wi- You better like, hope that person's good at making tamales. I know. <laughs> I know. I'm like, wait, do you, in this case, do you want it? Do you want to find baby Jesus? I was thinking, like, a Christmas tradition. Like, that's what my mind first went to because, like, uh-huh. awaiting Jesus' birth. Like, we used to have, like, a nativity or a couple nativities growing up and... My parents would like hide baby Jesus until like uh, the 25th, the morning of. And it's like, oh my gosh, Jesus is here. Jesus uh-huh. is born. So I thought that maybe it was connected to that. But alas, I was wrong. Well, yeah, I don't I know that I was wrong. Yeah, I was but Googling it to figure out what the point is. Any luck? Of the baby. Origin well, of king cake? Here's the answer. Yes. Oh, the baby just symbolizes luck and prosperity to whoever finds it. Also Jesus. It is Jesus. It's symbolizing Jesus. Oh, oh, that's all it's told. I me. got you. I got you. Okay, okay, okay. Um, king oh, you cake. You have to host the next Mardi Gras celebration, though. Oh my gosh, amazing. Okay, okay. The Mexican tradition is celebrated around Epiphany, which is the day of the church calendar that observes oh. when the three wise men. It's not like the exact day, but like the remembrance of the three wise men visiting Jesus when they like met Jesus. Uh huh. And all that Egypt, okay. etc. And it's a part of the, it used to be called like the Three Kings cake and amazing. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Wow. So the King's cake celebrate. So along those lines. We Three Kings. King's cake. Okay, sorry. That's just one tradition, that but I, there's another fun. one from Mardi Gras also, question mark. Yes, there is. There's two separate ones. I think New Orleans has its own kind of spin on it, which probably originated somewhere <laughs> with the French. Yeah. I would guess. Yeah. Do you think... Um, you and Eli will carry on any like Mexican traditions. Oh, that's a question. and or will this be one of them? Well, I would like this to be one. Um, <laughs> I I'll have to ask him like what he did if he did this for Epiphany or if they did like other holidays. Like I feel like making a huge meal and all the cooking and all the festivities for every holiday is like wow. You mm-hmm. got to pick one. It's right? a lot to bite off. You got to pick one. Yeah. Um, but I would love to. I think that would be so special. Like between both of our families, we have just different food that we love and different things. Like in my family, like Christmas Eve, like big deal. We love it. We go mm-hmm. hard. It's like the anticipation for Christmas Eve is like almost bigger than Christmas Day. And yeah. I don't know, other things, just like other random holidays. Um, and so it's like, okay, like what did you grow up? Uh, what did you grow up doing for Christmas or what did you do, grow up doing for, or like even thinking about like the church calendar, like I, mm-hmm. our church, like growing up as a kid, like our church acknowledged like Lent and things, but we didn't necessarily mm-hmm. like go through anything corporately, like as a congregation. Mm-hmm. And so it's been interesting to like, you know, get to talk to Eli a little bit about like, okay, like did, did your church do Lent growing up and like, what did that look like? And did people mm-hmm. fast from food or did people fast from something else? Or um, I know he was like, yeah, just there were just did, like different church communities just did different things. But what about you? What mm-hmm. was what did your church do growing up slash is Lent something that you are like newer to something that you're interested in, like yeah. always incorporating in your life? Yeah. Hmm. I mean, growing up, we really didn't practice it or talk about it. I feel like Typically, Lent, at least as far as I was growing up, was more talked about Lent the Catholic tradition. Right. Same. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it wasn't really – growing up Protestant didn't really have an affiliation with Lent. Mm-hmm. However, as I got older, I think the CRC church, which is what Hope is a part of, 
yeah. or was a part of, I'm not really sure where their affiliation lies now, but I feel like it's more talked about in those circles and in that tradition. So mm-hmm. it's kind of introduced to Lent more in college. Um, but it is a practice that I really do like. And I, I really think it's a beautiful way to just think about um, like preparing for Easter and like yeah. what this time is about and like Jesus preparing for the cross. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I, right now I'm incorporating in my life, will I forever? Unsure. Hard to tell. But I think, or I'd like to think that I would. I yeah. Yeah. I love that. How do you think, or what are some helpful ways to maybe think about Lent that's, like, how is it different from dieting? Mm. How is it different from um, just, like, like trying to have self-control to, like, cut out something like social media or cutting out, um, like, online shopping or, like, whatever? Or, like, oh, there's a lot of good mm-hmm. things you could fast from. But, like, how can we think about this in a way that's different than just, like, I kind of want to lose some weight. So, like, I'll just give up something like that anyway. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which I think you kind of said it right there. Like, I want to do this because I want this result. Mm-hmm. And I mean, this is like convicting for myself as well. And I'm talking to myself as much as anybody. But mm-hmm. like, I think it's the motivation behind what you're doing and why you're giving something up. Mm-hmm. If you're mm-hmm. giving it up just to give it up to like make your life better. Like, there's nothing wrong with, I don't know, like dieting or whatever. But I just don't know that I would say like, oh, I'm going to fast during Lent because I want to lose weight. Like, that doesn't right. seem like <clears throat> the motivation is in the right spot misses a little bit of the point yeah yeah like if it's truly about Jesus and fixing our eyes on like what his story is and Mm -hmm. his preparation for the cross and like what Easter is about yeah yes he saved us but it has nothing to do with us at the same time Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and if it's like a remembrance of that time shouldn't we be focusing on him right (laughs) and not ourselves right yeah Um, yeah that's good yeah so like for me this year I'm giving up television but mostly some of it's because yeah I waste a lot of time doing that but also like in that space of when I'm watching tv or instead of doing that like what am I going to fill that time with and I think where I'm trying to focus on is instead of just filling it with something else that's fulfilling for me like Mm. reading my bible or worshiping Mm -hmm. or praying like doing those practices in Mm -hmm. place of yeah which are fulfilling for me in the long run but Mm -hmm. also Mm -hmm. are like changing my heart posture and making sure like what I'm doing in this time is like preparation for Easter. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. I, I think that's what so would you important. Say? Yeah. No, that's really good. Um, I, yeah, I admire that. I think that's a great thing to just be conscious of. And something that I've been, you know, convicted of lately is what does it look like to not just give up something to like check the box because I like want to mm, feel proud yeah. of myself that I did it or I want to you know be a good Christian or like want to prove something to the Lord like he doesn't need any of that he doesn't need anything mm. from me like I yeah. can't give any glory to God that's not already his you know like mm. I I can continue to worship him and love him and adore him but like all of the glory and all of the world is already his um mm-hmm. and yeah. So just like realizing that it it this is not about like God does not change because of Lent. Like we change because of being yeah. aligned with him and that idea of replacing something. Um, in years past, I've had a really hard time with like, okay, choosing something to give up. And then I find like a really similar substitute and I've been like kind of a like letter of the law perfectionist. Mm. So I'm like, oh, well, I'm not technically eating this thing or I would fast from lunch but then I would eat snacks all morning and all afternoon to the point where it's like sure like does the Lord 
care when and how you fast? Maybe, maybe not. But, but the point is that um, I love how Annie Down says we give up something that we love for something that we love more. And if it's not, mm-hmm. if you don't feel the effects of giving that up, you will probably still stay focused on yourself for the rest of the day instead yeah. of actually asking the Lord um, to make you more like him and to use that time not to like become a super Christian or like, I don't know, have this transformative experience necessarily, but just like everyday faithfulness. And cutting out mm-hmm. some of the clutter and the noise, I think, just provides more space to do that. And, like, that that tinge yeah. of, like, oh, like, I wanted a sweet or I wanted coffee or I wanted to scroll on social media. That's, like, a consistent reminder that, like, isn't really in place when I'm not thinking mm-hmm. about when. So, yeah. Yeah. I like that. I do have a follow-up question. This kind of, like, sparked my mind. Like, Lent is, like, a corporate practice. And most of the time, people are fasting together. And oftentimes, people will share what they're fasting from. Yeah. But isn't there something also to be said for like fasting in secret and like definitely, yeah. yeah. So I just wonder like how does that how do those two go together? Like, do you have any thoughts on that? Yeah, yeah I think um, yeah, I think I'm reminded of like when Jesus rebukes the Pharisees of like external displays of religion are not what God's mm-hmm. heart is about. Like you know, right. and even talking about like go into your room and pray to your father who's in secret and your father who's in secret like will hear you um mm-hmm. and don't adorn yourself with like all of this excess stuff to look like you're religiously like fulfilling the law versus missing um yeah like god's heart is like you know he says like to obey is better than sacrifice and Um, Mm -hmm. just realizing like, what is the kind of obedience that God wants? I think that has to be something that you sort out with the Lord first. Like, I really think that's something that you have to figure out. And then depending on the space that you're in and the other people around you, like be charitable, be humble, be kind, be thoughtful. Um, there is something to be said about like trying to help our brothers and sisters not stumble. And if they are, you know, you know that what they're giving up and maybe they're a close friend. And so like for me, I like kind of reach out to my close friends, but might not like broadcast, you know, broadcast it to everyone. Uh, Cause it's just easy for me to make this about me, you know, and patting myself on the back. Mm. But I think finding yeah. a community to maybe fast with, or even if you're going to fast like the same meal together or fast the same thing together. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. The body of Christ is so powerful for, for encouraging one another and holding mm-hmm. each other up when we're weak. But I think, like, for me, at least, I have to be really careful about, like, what am I doing for, like, external approval or affirmation um, that, again, just, like, mm-hmm. brings it all back to me instead of to the Lord. And yeah, if you're someone who struggles with that, like, you, generally speaking, then maybe, maybe not proclaiming what it is you want to fast from. That might be, like, a faithful step for you to, to practice. Yeah. Or maybe if you're someone that's like, if I do this alone, I'm going to fail and I'm afraid to do it alone, then like maybe you should talk to people about it. So I don't know if there's Mm -hmm. one right answer. Yeah. Yeah. Just curious like where your thoughts are at. Yeah. It's so interesting. Like just because our culture, I feel like we tend to lean on the showy side of things just because that's how, I mean, that's what Instagram is. That's what social media is in general. It's like broadcasting your life to other people. Yeah. And it's just interesting how that like, plays in or doesn't play a part in faith yeah so because some people use like platforms to 
elevate the name of Jesus, but right. other people yeah. can probably use their platforms for elevating, yes, but also like kind of self. Right. I don't know what that would be. Self promotion. Yes, there's the yes. one. I was like, it can be such. I kept thinking proclamation. Right. It can. Well, it can be so slippery because I feel like in the like we can do a lot of things in like the name of ministry or mm. Jesus or like Christianity that like really it's just like a cover up for like which okay the, I wanted to ask you about this question or maybe maybe we've talked okay. about this offline but just thought we would talk about it online for a second like what does it look like to I think sometimes Christians will use the idea that God is calling them to do something and really they haven't talked to God a whole lot about it, but it is maybe a justification for them doing what they want to do or what feels easy or Mm -hmm. what feels safe or what feels best. And there's nothing wrong with desiring what feels easy and safe or best, but I think it can be dangerous, especially to non-believers who are watching us make decisions willy-nilly, whatever we want to do, but we're saying in the name of God, like we're making that decision. Um, mm-hmm. So just curious about your thoughts on that. Or like if someone comes to you and said, like, Caitlin, I really feel like I am supposed to, um, I'm supposed to go on um, this like internship this summer and I'm not going to make maybe as much money as I wanted to, but I think like it would be a good idea. And like, I just really feel like this is the right thing. I feel like God is leading me to do this. Like, how would you respond to that? Because they, mm. they could be super right. And it's not yeah. us, our, it's not our place to, to judge if someone has heard from the Lord. Um, but I just, I think sometimes the distinction between thinking and feeling can get muddy fast because sometimes yeah. we feel wrong. Like we feel wrongly. Yeah. Okay. That's all. Yeah. No, that's a really good question. I don't think I have a great answer. I What I think is like God speaks in a, a lot of ways to different people and the way that I hear from him and the way that you hear from may be totally different. Um, in fact, I can probably guarantee that yeah. we both hear in different ways at different times because he is just creative that way. But I also am someone who like doesn't ever really want to speak for God unless I'm like sure, sure. And even then I'm like, I'm not sure that I'm sure. So I just think we have to be really careful whenever we say like God is saying X, Y, and Z because he may be and he may not be. But I also think there's something to be said for like um, if he tells you to do something, like I think it'll be confirmed in many ways. And Mm. also we shouldn't be afraid to ask for confirmation. I mean, there's people in the Bible who have done that. I remember particularly, I'm going to miss the guy's name, but when he laid out the cloth and asked for like, I was thinking the same story as you. And I was like, oh my gosh, she's going to say Gideon. Then you did. Yes. I just didn't remember his name because my brain is not on today. Yeah. But like he asked for confirmation a couple of times and we shouldn't always test the Lord. Sometimes we just need to obey. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But I think it doesn't hurt to be sure. And then also like, I think God gives us flexibility sometimes Uh and sometimes he lets us choose. And Mm -hmm. it's not that he doesn't care, but I think he's just like, you have free will. And if you're walking in step with him and you're diligent in your obedience and diligent in your prayer and Bible reading, like, I don't think he's going to let you wander too far off the path. He might let you wander. He might let you make a wrong choice or the not best choice. But he can absolutely redeem all of that. Mm -hmm. So even like, I think that's part of my story, like moving back to Michigan. Yeah. Was God calling me to Michigan? I don't know. Did he make a way for me to be here? Yeah. Yeah. Did he open doors that I could make this possible? Yeah. And it seemed like a lot of things were lining up for me to come back here. But was he specifically calling me here? 
That I'm not sure. 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 <laughs> and I don't know if I'll ever know. Do I think he asked me to stay in California when I stayed? I do. Right. Like there is multiple com- like conversations about that and yeah. just even words that I like heard like literally audibly heard. I just knew I was supposed to stay. So yeah. I think sometimes he's like, yes, this is it. And other times it's like, no, mm, yeah. like you make a choice. Yeah. <laughs> Which yeah, can be scary, but yeah, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. That's so good. Yeah. I love how you've like gotten to live that firsthand. Like you've, you've really seen that. And like, I feel like I'm just reminded that like, there's so much grace, like that the Lord is not mm-hmm. like impatiently tapping his foot, waiting for us to get it or angry at us for sometimes or most of the time wanting to make decisions that that are about us like that is the human Mm -hmm. condition and I'm just so thankful like that is what that is what makes the gospel so good is that we like left to our own devices like we weren't going to figure it out like we weren't capable of saving ourselves or of navigating life on our own and yeah. Yeah. I'm just encouraged by that. And I think I'm, I'm always. Yeah. And I think too, yeah. like, oh, go ahead. No, no, no that's it. Sorry. You go. On my end. <laughs> no, no, you go. Oh, I was just say like, we say like, like he says, seek and you will find. And like, we should never stop seeking the voice of God and whether or not we're going to get answers for every single season of our life mm-hmm. to be determined. But like it, that shouldn't deter you from constantly seeking his will and constantly pressing in and asking for direction or asking about the season. I think like David asked a lot of times why he was in certain circumstances, even Jesus before he died. And when he was in the garden of Gethsemane, I'm going to say that wrong. Garden of Gethsemane. Gethsemane. It's (laughs) a hard word. Okay. Uh, Everything in the Bible is a hard word. It's really tricky. Anyway, um, even when he was in the garden, he like asked for not like to have the cup taken away. Like almost Mm. like, do I really have to go through with this? Mm-hmm. Even though he knew what was being asked of him, like he still asked the question. Mm-hmm. And I think like we can do the same thing with God. We are not Jesus, mm-hmm. but we can ask we God, can like, why ask. are we in this season? Why is this hard? Mm-hmm. Do I really need to go through this hard season? Yeah. yeah that's and good. sometimes the answer is going to be yes. But other times we may hear something else. And I don't, I don't think there's anything wrong with constantly trying to figure mm-hmm. out what's going on. And we may mm-hmm. never know. But yeah. I think that just keeps us pressing back in. And anything that's going to draw God or draw us to God, I think he can use. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. That's so good. And I'm like, yeah, these are just things that we're constantly learning, right? Like we, we never Mm -hmm. arrive and we're always listening and learning and thinking and failing and getting back up again. And I, yeah, I'm just interested about what people, how people experience, um, God's direction and even the voice of God. Like, what does that mean? What does that look like? Like, Mm. how do we hear God's voice? Can we hear God's voice? How, how do we use scripture in a way or come to scripture in a way that um, where we see the story that God is proclaiming about himself, God with us versus Mm -hmm. like us coming to the story to figure out the details of our life. Like, I don't know just how, how there is like how like the Bible like is so relevant to all things. So, wow. Kind of in that vein before we jump to the next topic, but just thinking like through Lent, but also thinking through like doing things in private, doing things in public, is there any like spiritual practice that you feel like is unique to you or like a way that you connect with God mm. that might be different? If you want to keep yeah. it a secret, you don't have to share, but just yeah. curious. 
Yeah, I was just thinking about this yesterday. It's nothing super profound, but something about walking. I I just really seem to connect with the Lord when my body is moving and then I feel like my my mind is able to just kind of relax and um, just just chat with the Lord, just dialogue with him mm. and a huge blessing of being in the South down here in Texas is just more days to be outside and more sun. And I uh, feel very near to the Lord through sunshine and through um, hmm. like just, yeah, the the ability to be outside and, and to walk and walk and walk and walk and walk. And sometimes it's like, yeah, it's nothing profound. It's just like, man, I just... I just feel really loved by the Lord right now and I feel really happy and I feel really safe mm. in his presence. And yeah, so that's, that's not the only way of course, but I think that's been a way that I get to, you know, experience like both like God's revelation to us through creation, but also like the intimacy of the Holy spirit that is always mm. with us. Um, yeah. Yeah. I love that. Thanks little buddy. Yeah. Do you, Yeah. do you have any that are specific? Um, I do love being in the sunshine. I think something that like most people probably don't know and that will probably never see the light of day is I do, I write poetry and songs and that's just a way that's always yeah. kind of been part of my life. Yeah. Yeah. I always love to sing and like sing in the car a lot in the shower yeah. in my house. I love, that's one thing I do. I appreciate about living alone. Like, <laughs> you can, I do, can it do whatever you want here. <laughs> yeah. But that's just something that like I do. Why not? Yeah. That's so good. I love that. Wow, we really covered the uh, we've covered the gamut <laughs> we here. We have done it all. Should we do one final question before we end this? Yes. Uh huh. Rachel, what is sparking joy in your life these days? Oh, thank you so much for asking. Um, oh wait, I had something. I had some. Oh, I think it was the toast. But no, I have more things <laughs> that are sparking joy. Um, something that is sparking joy is my wedding re- registry. Um, <laughs> oh, amazing! Is it I, complete? I think it's close. Um, okay. Sometimes when I'm bored, I just like to scroll and look at all of the beautiful things that I might or might not mm. get all of them. It's totally understandable. But I'm just like, wow, that's so fun. Sparking joy. Also, um, it is one of my best friend's birthdays, Julia. Julia, I would just like to say Shout happy birthday. And we love you. And thank you for listening to our podcast. And I hope uh. Florida's treating you so nicely. What's sparking joy for um, you, little buddy? Ah, uh, well, those are great things. Um, Thank you. Well, I am propagating a plant, and I think I saw little roots. I'm sorry, what does that even mean? <laughs> so, I don't know too much about plants, but I have a pothos, and apparently you can cut off, like, a piece of it and then put it in water, and it will, like, grow roots, and then you have, like, a brand new plant. Um, my friend Haley does, like, a ton of plant stuff. Anyway, she would always have them in her house, and so I have a little one going, and I think I saw some baby roots today. So I'm very excited yes! about that. Yes! You did it! Yeah. You go, did girl! It. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And then on top of that, this is a very small thing, but I got this giant amber candle from Anthropology over oh. the weekend. Uh-huh. An unnecessary purchase, I know, but oh. it smells really nice. Let's go. <laughs> I really like it. Amen. I unnecessarily bought myself a rifled paper coat journal, and it's so beautiful. Uh, it's just a little thing sometimes. It's the like, little things! Like, I don't need this, and this may or may not be a waste of money but but i want it me. <laughs> i'm like this is great amen uh, wow and toast. toast is also bringing joy amen <laughs> that's so good lend 
toast, snacks. <sighs> here we are. Hearing the voice of God. Thank you for coming to the Welcome In Podcast. You're always welcome here. Our home is your home. <laughs> we love you. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Happy March.